Hello, welcome back. Welcome to another episode of This Lonely Bitch. I am your host and the only loneliest bitch in the world. It's Ava from New York, the Bronx. I am trying to avoid thinking about my visa situation, which has not changed. I'm still in Turkey. I'm still at this hostel. I used to think people who stayed at hostels this long were sad losers. And uh, now I understand. It's a, it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. Mm. Can feel a little suffocating at times, but it's mostly great fun. Having a great time. Having a great time. Does it sound like I'm trying to convince myself? I'm not, I, uh, sometimes it feels that way. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm really having a great time. And Antalya is as beautiful as ever. And I feel as grateful and as lucky as ever to be here. Uh, so this is episode 12. Um, apparently I can't do math. Last episode was 11. This one's 12. So what's new? I'll fucking tell you what's new. I mentioned briefly this uh, this uh, exercise in calling in the one about loss and about like writing about the things that you've lost and things that you didn't feel you could ever live without and how you were able to live without them. Something like this. I've been stuck at this exercise. You know, I found this particular exercise to be confrontational uh and i couldn't answer it i really just couldn't answer it i began many times and i just avoided it and i realized honestly and i feel even a little pathetic saying this like i realized that the things that i have lost you know i wasn't at a place where i could say like oh look at all i've gained because I was still like stuck, stuck in the quicksand of that loss, you know? What a terrible way to live. It's like I'm not even conscious of it, just kind of mulling about, unable to appreciate things, subconsciously holding on to a feeling of loss. And you know what I do when I'm faced with something, some aspect of myself that I don't really like or want? I beg. I beg. I beg. Like, I don't get down on my hands and knees and beg, but... I beg to the point where I may as well be down on my hands and knees, you know, and I beg God, the universe, whatever, whatever power I've convinced myself lies outside of myself and can do things that I can't do. I beg to take it away, you know, help me take it away. Help me release it. Help me release it. 
and at the hostel I just had a conversation with a woman who is experiencing a kind of grief that I have recently experienced and it feels like we're both kind of going through this um, loss I don't know I don't know how to describe it someone is annoying the shit out of me anyway so there's like this oh my god it's so annoying why is this person so annoying so um there's this loss and i've been trapped i've been stuck in the sense of loss why 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 am i stuck in the loss this is the thing that really bothers me because i just feel like life is beautiful and it's undeniably beautiful and there's so much really there's truly truly so much grace and majesty in every moment of every day and how is it that i can be aware of that and feel that in my heart but also still feel like the sense of loss you know then there's i mean it's basic psychology right so if i'm sitting in the sense of loss then I'm afraid of who I am, who I who I will be without these things or like not willing to move forward because of what? Does any of this make sense? It makes no sense to me. I feel like it made sense in my brain before I started talking about it. And now that I'm talking about it, which usually helps me, I feel even more confused. Maybe it's because I haven't had anything to eat and I'm delirious. Maybe it's because I'm distracted by everything right now because I'm hungry, ravenous, murdery with raven. Can you say that? Murdery with raven? <laughs> Murderously ravenous. It's a lot of syllables. Um, some things are nice so there's like so as an older woman at a hostel with a lot of young people you know there's there's still sexual tension not for me but like at a hostel when people are traveling people are single and cute you know people are meeting each other and sniffing butts and feeling each other out and I'm kind of excluded and at first it was kind of bothering me at first it was fine but I've been here forever. So then it started to bother me. And then it was like, why? Like I'm losing, I guess I was like, it was bothering me because I was associating it with my age, but it's not just my age, right? It's like this new objective I have, which means if I'm focused on the objective, which is marriage, then everything else falls away. And I have to be willing to let the possibility of romances and things like this i'm willing to let these things fall away i'm not saying there's anything wrong with having a romance but i know myself at this point and i know that you know that's a way of like opening my heart that i don't want also i'm 
upset about the guy I met earlier this year and I still haven't told you about him and I probably won't. Um, I'm still upset about that, I guess. And I guess I'm still seeing that as a loss. Huh. Anyway, so I went on a date with an age-appropriate man who has a career. He's, he's an adult. He's a real adult. He's divorced. Probably with a child. I sniffed around for that. Didn't get a concise answer. So I'm thinking the answer is yes. And I also saw him with children. He didn't seem super comfortable with kids. But he also seemed like he liked... I don't know. It was weird. Anyway. But it was really nice to talk to, like... Uh, it was nice. It was nice to go on a date with someone my age. But he's not looking... We didn't talk about that, but I'm like a thousand processor and he's not looking for anything serious um, right now. It's also great to be like, oh, I went on a date with this guy and I liked him. I really like him. I'm really attracted to him. All, all, everything, right? But I know in my heart that this man is not ready for something. And I don't need to wait around for him to tell me that he's not ready for something. I don't need to try to pressure him into being ready for something or interested in something. Figure it out. I feel it. And I feel it. I'm trusting it. And I'm going with it. Because previously I would feel it. I would know it. And I would still go for it. Why? I don't know. I don't know. So it's like accepting responsibility for my choices which is cool it's cool i'm i'm not even disappointed honestly i'm proud of myself for saying like okay this guy's not ready and i know i know that i want this thing um it's also interesting because everyone knows at the hostel that i'm looking for a life partner and people have a lot of opinions about it lots of opinions People are like, I had a conversation with a guy who's 23 years old and he had all these opinions, you know, like, uh, all right, you're 23 years old. I will take your opinions with a grain of salt. Um, but I find it very interesting that it's, people have a lot of opinions. I don't know if they're just making conversation or if they're just like sharing genuine opinions or working out their opinion, you know, uh, Yeah, I find it really interesting. And it makes me kind of doubt. Like, I have moments where I'm like, well, maybe it's not really a thing I want, you know? And then I'm like, no, it is a thing I want. And, you know, this is the way I want it. I have a very clear picture of what it is I want and how I want to feel and what it's going to be like. I don't know the variables. I just know how I feel, right? I just know how I feel. And yesterday, suddenly, this feeling of like certainty came back. I have been feeling, I've been feeling like my brain, like my heart, like everything is like confetti that's been tossed up into the air and suspended there, you know? And I'm just waiting. I'm waiting for everything to fall back down and hopefully fall into the right configuration. trusting that it will 
<sighs> Sometimes you need that confetti brain when things are changing. And it's that brain fog. It's a brain fog because your brain is reconfiguring itself for all the newness that's happening. I'm really distracted. It's also because I'm hungry. But I'm going, I'm going to continue. <laughs> yeah, so. Why? I, so I've been trying to. I've been trying to record this for a while because it's been a while since I published anything and I can't like get my brain around something substantial enough to talk about and I just had coffee with this woman and like I thought okay I don't know something about a conversation I felt like ready kind of like moving along you know um like some progress some progress do you know what it reminded me of so i can safely say that i've been i can confidently say that i've been in a period of grief i guess and you know i've had a i've had a life that i'm quite proud of um i'm really proud of the person i've become and a lot of the decisions that I've made and how easily, relatively easy, easy it's been for me to make decisions that are not popular. Um, I don't want to say unconventional, but let's say not popular, right? Like, like choosing to remain single, like choosing not to have children this whole time. Things like this. Like, I'm not even, like, choosing... You know, usually if someone decides that they're not going to marry and they're not going to have kids, they're career-oriented. And I've never been career-oriented. It's like, if you choose not to give yourself to a husband or, or a wife or whatever, and you choose not to give yourself to a child, then you must give yourself to some institution, to a company, to your boss. You have to be giving yourself to someone, you know? And I've never been so self-sacrificing as far as I have known. Um, but in some ways I've held myself back a lot and I think, I don't know why I don't want to like flatter myself by saying it's like guilt or like, you know, I've gotten to experience things that a lot of people I grew up with didn't get to experience. A lot of people in my family didn't get to experience, not that their lives haven't been great, but you know, I've had some really nice experiences and I think like in wanting more for myself there's part of me that I mean it feels almost gross to say but there's a part of me that feels guilty for for anyone who wants more for themselves but like cannot seem to get it and so I like hold myself back a bit and that is not the move it's not the move. It's not the move. It's like you're robbing people of the integrity of their lives. You're robbing people of the dignity of their own choices by saying that, like, their choices are, like, not as good as yours because they don't get to experience what you experience. It's, it's very condescending, actually, you know? 
but why but we do this we think that we're good people by doing this by saying by like i don't know feeling sorry for people all the time and like no i don't think that makes you a good person you know there are some things that are really out of out of our hands but like some some things are really just they just come down to choice and like oh god i sound like i sound like someone i hate but yeah some things just come down to choice and that even that even applies to me in my own life applies to me in my own life yeah and so I don't know it's stupid it's a stupid thing to be like oh maybe I'm not letting myself move forward because I feel bad that this other person can move forward you hear how that sounds that sounds so fucking condescending but maybe it sounds so condescending but why does it feel so real why does it feel like such a valid thing it's so outrageously condescending if someone ever said that about me i'd be like fuck you you know you don't know my life if you can't understand what makes my life great that's your problem that's a you problem I'm just rambling, rambling. I'm just rambling, rambling. Anyway, I'm still single. I'm still unwed. I still have the objective of meeting a life partner. I I always say like, you know, we'll be together until he dies. He'll die before me, for sure. How could anyone survive the death of me? I'd spare him that grief. And uh, I'm still illegal in Turkey. (laughs) I mean, they know I'm here because I haven't left and everything's recorded. I'm also, well, actually I'll save that for another episode. Um, Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for your patience while I work through my thoughts and my emotions so that I have something to share. Uh, I love you. Thank you. And as Vicky would say, ciao for now.